spring. What's finally. your favorite sign of spring? Um, mud. Uh, mm. My favorite sign of spring is the man at the bus stop that my bus passes by who is practicing devil sticks every morning. Aww. <laughs> uh, what are the devil's sticks? <laughs> they're like, you know, this where it's like there's a... a hourglass shaped like an hourglass shaped thing okay. and then like two I sticks oh. and then they're like playing with the thing and like they're a tossing it up in the air no. yes yeah, i had so, one of those it was called el diable yeah oh. yeah it's also called that but yeah there's a man every morning as my bus passes by this bus stop there's a man in like you know a buttoned up short sleeve shirt slacks he's got his work badge on and a pair of big headphones doing the devil sticks holy shit holy does shit. he ride the bus spring has I arrived assume. you know my favorite my favorite sign of spring is when um my new body starts to rise from the primordial swamp oh, that's yeah a that's always one. a fun mm-hmm. fun yeah. I start to just fluff off you know my old mm-hmm. form just in papery wedges mm. Mm. i love, I love the too. feeling of my the raw meat beneath my skin <laughs> Exposed, mm. you know, it's so uh-huh. rarely ever exposed. I it's, know it's it's nice to let it breathe. Yeah, yeah. It gets a little sweaty under there. Yeah, the flowering yeah. trees, flowering mm-hmm. trees. Mm-hmm. I love it when the creatures from the deep begin to bubble up from underneath the ice, and mm-hmm. they they crack mm-hmm. the ice on the like bidet Macosca. Yeah, with their yep. whispers, with yep. their whispers, and then you know. I was there this year, which I'm never there this year, when the lake monster reached its terrible <laughs> hand out from the center of the lake uh-huh. and, like, flipped off the city council. Oh, and, like, that yeah. was, that's how we knew that there was going to be six more weeks of winter. Yeah. 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 Spring You're so is lucky. a beautiful time it of really year. It really is. It's great. It's beautiful in, in Minnesota. You know, you see the, the winter's icy grasp finally, mm. you know relinquishing its grip on our our state and all the uh, trees and start we, to bleed as we all you know come out with our bows and arrows and kill father winter yeah yep, yep. during and then the yearly feast, hunt feast on his corpse during mm. the great mm. festivals love, of summer i Pops love the salad. feast of father winter it's, <sighs> it's my it's favorite great. time it's really nice and you know there's like sometimes when it's it's midsummer and i'm just I get like this craving for like the juicy, icy flesh of Father Winter, Slow and I know I'm not going to get that. I'm not going to get that until yeah. until spring again. Hi, I'm Cat. I am the one who brought down Father Winter this year, and I will keep his <laughs> head as a trophy until next year when I have to replant it in the ground to summon the winter snows. I'm also your DM. Oh, wow. Um, hi, I'm Noelle. I play Fran. Uh, I Embarrassingly, I tripped over my own feet and fell into a hole during the hunt for Father Winter. My family has been shunning me ever since, <laughs> but I'm hoping to uh, win back their respect next year. Good luck. Yeah, Good luck. Thank yeah. You. you can thank do you. it. Thank you. you can do it. Uh, hi, I'm Caitlin. I play Corbin. And uh, while I did not participate in the hunt for Father Winter this year, I am uh, have been given the honor of cooking his flesh. <laughs> so he is slow roasting right now in my apartment. Uh, I've got a real good BBQ sauce that I've whipped up. I think it's going to be real nice this year. Mm. Yeah, those, those good spring feels. Mm. I'm Hannah. Um, I play Slake, half-work fighter. And... Uh, you know, I'm just I'm just looking forward to to savoring those sweet sweet flavors mm-hmm. on a fine spring day. Mm-hmm. It's yep. gonna be beautiful. Mm. Yeah, I love spring in Minnesota. Um, let's play D and D.
An age ago, the god Iona was kept in a garden of the most beautiful lightning strikes that ever streaked across the sky. It was her lover, Bruva, who trapped her there, tired of chasing her across the world. He wanted her to be still, to be his, and so he kept her there, with all of her beauty and the beauty of a storming sky contained inside high walls. The light from the garden was so bright it shone like a beacon across the sea, and inside Iona wept bitter tears which turned the sands to glass. At the same time, Wea the archer hunted in the wild northern forests of Roke. While she was there, she saw a pure white boar. It was quicker and more agile than the fastest of Hugin's hawks, and more beautiful than all of Ava's songbirds. Wea pursued the boar, following the light which reflected off of its snowy bristles. She fired arrow after arrow after it, pursuing it from the back of Inasa, the golden fox gifted to her by Inari, who was so fast and so agile that she could pursue this boar through the woods. However, the boar was clever, and it aligned itself with a light on the distant horizon which shone from Iona's garden, until it came to a hole in the earth into which it dove. Wea ran past the boar, firing arrows into the light at the distance, until she reached the coast and saw that she had been tricked. She cursed and spat and paced the shoreline, looking for any tracks of the boar. But she had chased the light so far through the woods, she had left behind the boar's tracks long ago. She broke branches and split rocks, venting her frustration on the forest and the sea. When her ire was spent, she began collecting her arrows. Wea's arrows are powerful artifacts, and she could not leave any behind lest they fall into the hands of mortals or other gods. Her arrows would come when she whistled, but one arrow would not heed her calls. She looked out across the shore to the light from Iona's garden and knew where her lost arrow had landed. So Wea traveled across the sea to Iona's island prison. She tread upon the shore with the utmost care, her steps so light that she left no footprints in the sand. All around her were streaks of brilliant light, frozen in time and balanced on their points. Iona's island had no trees and no plants, no beasts and no birds. Even the wind was careful about blowing here, for fear it would upset the beauty of this landscape. So we had dropped from the top of the island's walls, searching for her lost arrow. She stalked silently through the frozen garden until she finally found it, embedded deeply in the chest of the lightning herself. And she was more lovely than any of the streaks of light in the garden walls. With her hair the pale blue of intense heat, and skin the color of a rolling sky, and lips of silver which glistened in the light. Leo was smitten instantly. Is this your arrow? Iona asked looking down at the golden shaft which was stuck fast in her breast. Yes, Wea breathed, but I am the one who has been struck. Iona broke the shaft of the arrow and left the tip embedded in her breast. If you free me, Huntress, I will give you a chase unlike any you have ever known. I will keep this arrowhead here, near my heart, so you will always know where I am. And if you are able to remove it, I will be yours forever. Wea agreed, and broke the binding which kept Iona on the island. Iona ran as fast as her name, and Wea followed, tracking the god across oceans and rivers and mountains. 
They raced across the very sky, and where they stepped, their love painted a rainbow of color. But Wea was the cleverest of hunters and knew that when a beast cannot be chased, it must be trapped. So she returned to the island where they met and became one with the fine sand. When Iona returned, breathless, disappointed that her love had given up on her, she sat in the sands and wept, resigning herself to belong to Bruva. It was then that Wea sprang forth and took Iona around the waist, holding a hand to her heart and grasping the arrowhead. But she did not remove it. I wish always to stay by your heart, my love, and I will chase you forever, she said. And so she did, and the two lived together as happily as any gods can, chasing one another across the world in wild hunts which cracked the skies. But the jealous thunder loomed on the horizon, All right, so last time you guys dealt with some emotional trauma. Mm -hmm. So, Corbin, you learned that you are able to now scry anytime you go to sleep to try and reveal the truth of a situation or uh, or spy on someone. So that's some neat stuff. Uh, Slake, you're a true hero and everyone loves you. (laughs) Fran won't share what's going on with her friends like a true young adult protagonist. (laughs) Uh, And Mary will have to choose a name for herself and once she does she will become a full god and uh doesn't know what will happen after that so you all emerge from these caves and that's where we are welcome to arc five the weeping god Ooh. uh you emerge on top of a steep rise and in the distance you can see a pool of light that is the torches of chakal chahar the only orcish settlement. Unlike the orderly streets of Danmar or the winding tiers of Madria, this city does not seem to have any structure whatsoever. As you descend the ridge, you see that there are actually very few real buildings here. Instead, there are tents which have been turned into houses with sparse walls and wagons that have been turned on their sides to create elaborate lean-tos decorated with strands of colored flags and painted canvases. There is life and sound and color everywhere. It is the absolute opposite of what you have just come out of. (laughs) The orcs of Chakal, they value beauty very highly and they paint, you see them all over, their skin and hair painted with bright pigments. They are singing and dancing in the streets. You see artisans of every kind in their workshops and forges. Uh, Slake, a little background for you, just because this is stuff that you would know. Yes. Uh, Chakal Chahar is the only permanent orc settlement. Orcs who want to settle down and who don't want to live that nomadic lifestyle, they come here, they take up livelihoods as craftspeople or traders or, you know, tavern keepers, whatever they want to do. Uh, orcs who do come to live here, though, are looked down upon by tribe tribal orcs um, mm. because mm. they are not considered to be true orcs because they're not constantly trusting their strengths in hunts and in great battles. But they're not so looked down upon that the other tribes don't come here. This is also the main place that tribes will go to mingle with each other. Every orc tribe comes here at some point in the year. Mm. And uh, oftentimes people from one tribe will break off while they're here in Chakal and join another tribe. And that's how, you know, they keep things moving between tribes. They keep trade routes open and relations open between tribes. Uh, most importantly, however, this is where people like come to trade their most rare, most valuable monster parts. Like, if you're looking for something cool, 
this is where you find it. Um, it's not only orcs here, though. There are people from all areas of the continent who've come to study with the master artisans of Chakal. The works that they create are geometric and sturdy. They're made of metal and bone. They're way different than the elvish, delicate elvish goods of Ilfra or the fat, fragile colored glass of Danmar. Everybody here, they're wearing clothes that are sturdy and bright and layered for this variable northern climate. So, do you guys have a market list that I gave you if you want to do any shopping? Ooh. There is also a, a, if you want to summon Dawson into this mess, <sighs> you have the option too. So the market is like mostly our usual stuff, right? Yeah, there's some different things in there. A couple, here, here's a quick, you do, you smell those, those good smells. You, you know, you just, as you're walking around this market, you know, it's around here somewhere. <gasps> oh my God. Could it be? Could it be? You turn a corner and you see... The gluttonous gal. Oh my god. <gasps> oh my goodness. Corbin runs to it. <laughs> like he just takes off. He doesn't even say shit. He's just booking it. <laughs> Book it to the gluttonous gal. Oh my god. Good choice. Get, what does the gluttonous gal have? The gluttonous gal has like these big sandwiches that are like a tiny piece of bread and then like a whole fistful of meat. Whoa. And then a little piece yeah. of bread underneath. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> That's, that's those are the sounds that um, Corbin makes as he bites into the sandwich. Fucked up. <laughs> I hate that. You get and you also Corbin, you get your uh, your hungry boy passport stamped. <laughs> yeah, good. good. The most good. important quest that is. I just steal a bite of Corbin's sandwich. Corbin tries to smack you away, but he is too slow. Yeah. I imagine you coming out of the shadows like a viper. <laughs> yes. I appear out of nowhere. <laughs> I and I don't use my hands to like hold the sandwich. I yeah, no, you just come with your mouth. <laughs> I I witness this as I'm approaching the counter to purchase a sandwich, and I go, "Oh, friends, you do you want me to get you one too?" That's okay, I've got them. <laughs> God damn it, friend. Um, does, does Mary want a sandwich? Mary doesn't need a whole sandwich. She'll just take a bite of yours. <laughs> yeah, okay, I figured. Fran comes on the left, Mary comes out on the right. Mary asks. All right, are there other things you guys want to buy besides yeah. gluttonous gal sandwiches? <laughs> does orc robes count as armor? No, they're robes. <gasps> they're robes with plus one AC. Hey. Oh, Fran is going to buy those. Thank <laughs> God. Cat, just for you. Thank you so much. Cat. It's not much, I'm but so it's happy. plus one. That is that's more than I could have asked for. They're they're made out of like a sort of a monster Ooh. cloth, basically. Monster it's, cloth. It's woven. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> okay, the robes are woven out of the uh, the fur of a monstrous creature. Nice. Um, so they're very tough. It's like a. Sort of like a cool layered wrap with like an Obi style belt oh. that's been like brightly dyed. Yes, I'm imagining like a like a like a Rayon Hoth look. Yes, I buy that. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Cat. You are so welcome. <laughs> and those give you plus one AC. Yes. Uh, Corbin wants to buy a pungent va- vial. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, because the words next to it that say. Uh, I'm assuming there's a little card next to it that just says masks your scent when being tracked by beasts. Yes, that is exactly what and it is for. Corbin looks at that and says, that's foreshadowing if I ever saw it. <laughs> takes the pungent vial. There you go. <laughs> and also he's going to buy some uh, caltrips. Nice. 
Slyke, anything look interesting to you? I imagine, like, all of this looks cool to you because yeah. this is, like, you, you know, as since you were kept apart from the tribes, like, you guys probably didn't go to Chakal very much, but, like, you were watched it from a distance. Yes, oh my god. Yeah, I'm definitely, like, very hype to see all these beautiful uh, parts being traded. So um, I see that there's a place selling adventuring gear, including climbing gear, mm-hmm. and that they have some really nice-looking professional quality climbing picks mm-hmm. uh so i definitely would like to get two of those nice. all right nice yeah they've got like cool bone handles yes! that have like talismans tied to the oh my handles. god Ugh, i'm living <laughs> uh so do you guys also want to summon uh summon your friend oh god mm. he is not our friend cat <laughs> yeah that's that's so true yeah um but we have to put it in like a temple correct so do we have mm. to find a temple first yeah you do luckily it's very easy to find the temple mm. here it's a big building in the center of the city nice uh it is a huge hall which looks like it has been built and expanded on many times Their doorway is made up of a massive skull with many horns and teeth and a dozen eye sockets which have all been filled with garlands of autumn leaves. Inside is warm and loud, a massive gathering hall with huge heavy tables. In the back of the room there are statues, uh, one of a beetle, one of a woman, and one of a child. Slake, you recognize them as Vioni, and Hmm. her children, Nama and Yaoun. Corbin, you recognize that child as well. Uh, from your visions and from your past, this is the girl who led you to the tent in the oasis and sacrificed a vulture so that Vioni could speak to you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> wait. Which? Wait. The wait. Yeah. Remember the creepy child in yeah. the oasis? Oh. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 A little trivia that Slake knows is that Nama is the god of sickness. So. Oh. So would um, you pray to her if you wanted someone else to get sick? Uh, you either pray to her if you want someone else to get sick or if you want someone to get better. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Does Corbin have any reaction to seeing um, the girl, Nama? I know I know that girl. You know Nama? I saw, I saw that girl one time. What? She killed a, she killed a bird in front of me. What? That was her? Yeah, that was her. Are, are you okay, Corbin? I mean, are you feeling all right? Yeah, I'm great. You haven't, I, I don't know, just feeling under the weather at all since you you met her? I mean, I was a little bit queasy in the caves, but like... Okay, good. I, I eat, hey, it's like, don't worry about me. I eat a healthy diet. I'm, I'm really, I'm peak performance. <laughs> well, I'm like the peak of a physical human specimen. That's what it looks like. Uh, I'm glad you're all right. What was that, Fran? Oh, nothing. She's the god of sickness. Plague, that sort of thing. Oh, I thought you meant sick as in, like, the cool (laughs) Mary signed, hey, maybe that too. I don't know how those things work. Hey, Mary, that's a good outlook to have. Oh, and uh, also in here, there is a, uh, uh, in the center of the room, there is an orc. And he is loudly telling the story of a glorious battle. He says, uh, we saw splashes of fire of the gods through the sandstorm and arrived just in time to see little heroes being tossed like dolls in the boulette's jaw. Then I took my spear, and he raises his spear to demonstrate, and drove it through the beast's eye. My hunting party threw ropes, and the beast screamed and strained. But it had it had defeated two champions of the gods, and now it was to be killed by mere mortals. 
But in the end, it seems not even the god's magic is more powerful than a well-trained band of orc hunters. I drove my spear into its heart, and the beast died in the sands. It's Nodrick! Oh my god, oh not, my not god, Rick! Nodrick! Not Rick! I, I run up to him immediately, and I'm like, those little heroes sound stupid! <laughs> Nodrick, I missed you! Oh, uh, he picks you up in a big hug. I can speak your language now, Nodrick! <laughs> little heroes! Uh, what are you doing god here? God damn it! <laughs> I just made the connection. Oh. <laughs> Uh, we are on a mission, as usual. Oh, another mission. My, your travels have taken you far, and he puts you down, Fran, and slaps your back. And huh. uh, you, you see Nadonna, his mother, is like, she's off in a corner drinking some cider, and you see some of the other orcs from his tribe are hanging out in the yes. tavern, tavern temple meeting hall place. Slake, these are our friends. They saved us. Oh, wow. They're super cool, Slake. That's amazing! Hi! Nice to meet you! Uh, Nodrick, he held, holds out a big hand to you, Slake, and gives you a big, big orc handshake. He says, well met, well met, Hunter. What tribe do you hail from? Oh, um, well, a funny story. Well, I, I sort of, well, um, I, I was sort of- They're from our tribe. Ah, oh, I see, I see. You're well met here in Chakultahar. Oh, the sandstorm orcs are here at your service as always, little heroes. Oh man, is that is that is that what your cult group is called? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you seem to have picked up the language in quite a short time. That's right, we're very smart. <laughs> That's what I always say about Corbin: <laughs> a genius level intellect. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Well, if have you any need of comrades or conversation, we will be here in the hall for a bit. But I do not wish to keep you if you have business. Our business is really something I don't want to do. So, you know, we're talking about it really euphemistically, like we're going to summon Lord Voldemort, I realize. <laughs> we, like, have not said what we're here to do. <laughs> they know, though. The listeners know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they know. All right. How, how have you been? Oh, as hail and as hardy as we can be. We came north, though, about a month and a half ago. Before it turned so cold, it's gotten real frigid up here for us southern orcs, but uh, unfortunately, the the way back south has been blocked. We're glad to be here by the warm fires of Jakal Jahar, but we are hoping to get back south before the winter sets in in full. What's blocking your way? The forest. We could go through the caves, but my people are not used to such confined spaces. It's, uh, no offense to you, Orc of Yohun, but, uh, those, those paths are not for us of the sky. It's not for everybody. We, it wasn't for me. <laughs> we came north through the hooded forest, but the way back has become impassable. It's as if the beasts in the forest have gone mad, too mad, even for us. The last group of trackers and scouts we sent that way, only only one made it back. Would that be like the same forest that Torva was looking onto? It it you you it might be, but it is the one that uh I mean you've seen it on maps. It's the one that borders Ilfra, that surrounds Ilfra. Okay. Um so probably. Yeah. So probably so you can infer that 
his siege of Ilfra, that's that's a part of it, yes. Okay. You might wanna stick around here for a little while. Well, there's certainly nowhere else we can go, and we're not not going to go out in that cold. And he like jerks his thumb back and you guys, it's not that cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, hovering in the low, like, low 60s, high 50s. Oh, my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. But oh tell boy. me of your travels. And, you know, he sits you down. You guys have a, a conversation over cider, and mm-hmm. yeah, he gets you uh, some some drinks. Mm-hmm. And we we mention, of course, in the in the process of, of telling our story, that we know that that forest is related to... Ilfra, mm-hmm. that Ilfra is under siege and that we're looking for fighters to go there. What does he think about that? He he nods and he's, if we are able to find a way through the forest, then we could lend our spears to a f- worthy fight. But until that forest has been, now I know it cannot be cleared, but at least a path through it to be cleared for us to, to move through without risking the lives of our entire tribe, I'm afraid we're stuck here. I happen to know that Torva's, like, I think on the other side of that lake. You know, how do you know that? I just, like, know stuff now. Don't ask questions. <laughs> what? Now. He's, like, there. He's got, um, a lot of people. Cecilia's there, too. Like, oh, thousands. What? He wants more. Cecilia? Mary signs, Cecilia, she was, you know, kind of like my mom, but, you know, not really my mom. She raised me, and she's evil, I think. It's fine. Oh. That old story. I think we're going to be going through the forest. We can see what we can do about clearing a path. We could go together. I'm good with forests. That's, like, my, that's my thing that I do. We'll let us speak of this more in the morning when we have all had fewer drinks and more more food. There's soda here? <laughs> He's given you a cider, Corbin. I've been drinking I, it the whole time. <laughs> he, Corbin's been drinking it the whole Don't time ask. and has not realized. <laughs> he looks down at his cider and he's like, is this a soda? Corbin, are you drinks. okay? <laughs> he drinks the whole soda. Damn it. Mary shakes her head and signs, we're not going to get any more planning done. <laughs> All right, it's time to bite the bullet. We got to buy some magical gear. What's a bullet? That's a great question. <laughs> the bullet. Bite the, bite the bullet. bullet. Bite the bullet. I just, I got confused about how to pronounce it, you know. Yeah, no, I get you. I've been there. If you had bitten the bullet, maybe you wouldn't have needed us to rescue you. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Their skin is very tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good one's like, what? I mean, as far as combat tactics with the bullet. Oh, <laughs> like you got him. All right, Nodrig. We'll talk to you later. He, he cheers sees you, lifts his mug to you, and all the other sandstorm orcs, they also cheers you. Aww, they go, oh, them. little heroes. Good to see you. Aww. And no, uh, no, when you guys go by Nodana, she like she gets up and gives you guys a hug, and she's like, "I'm so glad you children are alive." I'm glad you're alive. (laughs) Oh, we love you too, Grandma. (laughs) Nice to meet you. (laughs) 
Oh, and she she's like she brings you into the hug immediately as well, Slick. And she's like, Oh, your new friend. Oh, you're just, I'm so glad you have someone tall and sturdy to protect you. I was so worried. Yeah, we're, we're good to go. Oh, and she she yeah. looks at you, Slick, and she like she whispers, says, Now, child, you must always make sure to take care of the smaller mortals. It is our duty as orcs to make sure that the other races of mortals do not put themselves in too much peril. They're very squishy. <laughs> I'll try. They're very easy to kill. It's it's astonishing. <laughs> I like thanks, thanks, thanks. I look over like <laughs> uncomfortably at the others. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Odana, for that. I believe in you, children. Now, <laughs> now go on your your errands. Don't let an old woman tarry you. Okay. Thanks, ma'am. <laughs> thanks, Grandma. Hello and welcome to Arc 5! It's time to absolutely murder some gods. Hopefully. I hope. Cat. Catherine. If you're listening. All right. Anyway. Um, so I miscalculated and I thought that the bonus episode was just going to be really a lot faster to edit than it was. Um, but it will be out next Monday instead of two Mondays ago when I was supposed to release it. So sorry about that, but it's a very good one. Lots of old Hollywood family sitcom hijinks in a death labyrinth. So that'll be a very cool and fun for patrons donating $3 or more on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Dames and Dragons. And speaking of those lovely patrons... I would love to thank our new and increasing ones. Thank you to Caleb, Angelica, Rye, Anna, Allie, Amy, Go Cry Wolf, who maybe told us not to always thank them. I can't remember if that was you, but thank you anyway. So, <laughs> And also thank you to Life with Liv. <laughs> Honestly, you guys really keep the gears of Dames and Dragons turning. No joke. You are literally the reason we can do what we do, and we seriously, seriously appreciate it. Um, I also want to thank our lovely iTunes reviewers. That goes out to Chris's Though, S1234567990. Oh my God. They skipped to the eight and did two nines. I've never been more upset in my entire life. Uh, thank you to Seraph D. Yikes on several bikes. Chicken Man number one, Call Me Pansy, and R. Dirk. Thank you guys so, 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 so much. Honestly, like, remember when we were trying to get to 500? We're already halfway to 600. Like, you guys are awesome. I also want to tell you a little bit about our sponsors today. First of all, let me tell you guys about Cobalt Guides. Want to learn how to game master, world build, run combat, design games, and more from the pros? Then check out the multiple any-winning Cobalt guides over at cobaltpress.com. Each guide covers a broad topic and includes advice from multiple industry pros like Keith Baker, Shanna Germain, Monica Valatinelli, Wolfgang Bauer, Margaret Weiss, Rob Schweib, and many more. There's a Cobalt guide for almost every topic. Magic, plots, and campaigns, even board game design. Each tome is chock full of advice valuable to newcomers and veteran gamers alike. Find out more at cobaltpress.com and pick up the book that's right for you. I also want to tell you about Rob Tui. 
Rob Tui has a 32% market share of the virtual tabletop titles on DMs Guild, and he wants to help game designers convert their RPG products into Fantasy Grounds files for sale on the site. When you collaborate with Rob, there is no cost, and he does all the work. Rob gets paid via a revenue split, and he maintains the files with any updates or changes on DMs Guild, and they are sold separately so it does not affect PDF sales or revenue whatsoever. Rob is a community developer for Fantasy Grounds and is on their social media team, so he knows the virtual tabletop platform well. If you'd like to see some of the projects Rob has worked on, just search his name on DMs Guild, Rob Tui. Tui is spelled T-W-O-H-Y. Rob can be found almost anywhere on the interweb as Rob2E, spelled number two, letter E. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Discord, Patreon, just Google him. He wants to work with you. And last of all, a message to Chantel. Chantel, you've once again become Caitlin's roommate. And I just want you to know that I'm so jealous, I'll never forgive either one of you. Friendship with Caitlin and Chantel ended. Amanda is my new best friend. <laughs> Chantel, the code word is anxious gay dinosaur. The sleeper agent is active. Go. As Iona and Wea, the lightning and the hunter, continued their chase across the sky, Bruva, the thunder, whose garden Iona had escaped from, followed after them. It was he, Bruva, who had loved Iona first, and he who she had cast aside. He chased them, too, begging Iona to take him back. They had been made for one another by the very forces who made them all. They belonged together, the lightning and the thunder. It was natural, and it was right, and he would not let her follow her own will, not when that will did not match that of the forces. But at every turn, the hunter and the lightning outwitted him. When he thought he was gaining on them, he would stumble into a trap. When he thought he knew where they would land, they sped off in another direction. So Bruva sought the god of victory and pleaded with him to help him find a way to defeat the archer. She was too clever, and with Iona by her side she was too fast, and Bruva would never be able to catch them on his own. But Torva was more clever, and he knew his sister too well. Wea cannot resist a hunt, Torva told him, and handed him a vial of poison of the castra, the poison he had made to kill his own brother he would now loose on his sister too. She has yet to catch the white boar of Roke. Catch the boar first, and coat its tusks in this poison. Enrage it and set it loose again. I will take care of the rest. So, Bruva did as he was told, and trapped the white boar using his thunderous voice to bring down a mountainside. He then coated its tusks in the poison and whispered lies into its ears about the archer who would come to kill it and kill all of its piglets and all of the piglets that its piglets had sired. And when the boar saw nothing but red, Bruva released it and waited until he heard the archer scream. And Bruva was so pleased with the agonizing sound that he hurried his step to make sure he saw Wea's painful end for himself. But when he reached the clearing, it was not Wea's body he saw on the forest floor. They were not screams of pain, 
They were screams of rage and sorrow. Cast to one side was the white boar, pierced by a hundred golden arrows. The archer was alive and unharmed, but in her arms she held Iona, who had been gored by the boar's tusks. She had seen the boar charging for Wea and had thrown herself in the path of the beast to spare her love the pain. Seeing what he had done, Wea's screams paled in comparison to the wailing of Bruva. His sorrow shook the skies until the gathering clouds wept for him. He pounded the earth until a great crater formed. His tears filled the crater and the rains that swept the lands would not stop. The seas rose and the winds tore apart the cities of mortals. Bruva wept for four hundred days, drowning himself in a lake of his own tears. It was not until Laliana and her sister Rove fashioned great bands of ice to bind their brother to the bottom of his lake and contain his grief that the rains stopped and the skies calmed. On lonely nights, one can still see the glittering ice at the bottom of Band Lake, and on those nights, one can hear the grief of Bruva still lapping at the shores. All right, you guys go over to the, the statues. They've all been, like, festooned with wreaths of, of leaves and autumn flowers. It's really a beautiful setup there. Hmm. Uh, lots of offerings of, like, different monster parts and, uh, and crafted goods. You're going to put down your, your little tip jar? Yes. Defile this, <laughs> this beautiful place. Yeah. Put a coin in? Yeah. I'd put in the worst coin we have. Yeah, you it's know? like ugly. It's like dirty. <laughs> it's oxidizing. It's mm. like twenty. It's like twenty twenty decades old, so it's not actually in currency anymore. Yeah, it's mm. barely even. Yeah, like only it's some like, places will. Oh, it's God from Canada. It. What are you doing? <laughs> oh God, no, no. <laughs> like this. So uh, ominous. Oh, I really hate this a lot. <laughs> It's so much worse when, like, I can't see Cat right now. You don't so want bad. to. <laughs> Hail, travelers! And uh, you, when you exit this hall, you see just outside a new stall has been set up. A beautiful donkey, a beautiful table laid with magical wares, and a absolute bastard standing in front of it. <laughs> It's Dashing Dawson and his delightful deal donkey here to sell you some stuff. Oh, jeez. Well, I'm delighted to see that donkey. It's a beautiful donkey. Oh, Delilah. Oh, now this is somewhere I have not been in ages. Well, not ages. Months, really. Ever since Vioni came back down to this world, I haven't been able to manage to find a space here in Chakaljahar. It is a truly good to be back. He gives a little shimmy of his shoulders as he says that. This is a place for merchants. This is a trading hub. What can I do for you, adventurers? Drop dead. <laughs> that is a strange thing to summon me for, and I won't do it. Um, if you ever want to make a deal. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, friend. <laughs> we were just uh, 
seeing if you had any new wares. Oh, I do. And he he gives a big sweeping motion. There are some. There are the the monkey chain and the copper orb. Those are still there, mm-hmm. by the way. Those are going to be there until you buy them. There is a a pair of very ugly looking shaggy furry boots. There is <laughs> a silly pointy hat, like a classic wizard's hat with the uh, oh, you know, stars and moons on it. There's a stick, and there is a frumpy looking robe with lots of patches on it. Ooh. Oh man! Wow, your your inventory has really kind of gone downhill. Huh? <laughs> Listen, they might not be the most beautiful of my wares. They but... sure aren't. <laughs> but each one has a unique value. Mm. Fran, can you do that thing? What thing, Corbin? I've what? never done a thing, Corbin. Can you, Fran? Corbin, you... Corbin. <laughs> I I go and I look at the orb, the copper orb. All right, is a shiny copper orb dotted with constantly moving bits of obsidian. Probably a normal orb. (laughs) Probably has no magical properties whatsoever. Mm -hmm. You do actually know what these are. These are the trailblazer beetles. Yes. Trailblazer beetles. Yes. Uh, What can you tell me about this, uh, Mr. Dawson? This beautiful piece of art. It is uh, magic. (laughs) It will help you. Get from where you are to where you want to go. Don't, he won't give you any more details. Like, it's... So young, so naive. Oh, man. (laughs) It's hard to watch them grow up like this. (laughs) How much does it cost? This one is only for the low, low price of 1,000 silver pieces. Ah, what a racket. If you'd like some of my less expensive wares, I do have these stylish boots. Um, What do they do? Don't don't buy those. Like those are ugly. They don't go with your armor. <laughs> you look cool right now. Imagine wearing these. I, I don't know. They they're kind of cute. They're like little animals. What's the stick do? Ah, uh, this this is a fun stick. <laughs> I just hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I I I, I want to touch the stick and cast identify. You can tell something magical about the end of this staff. You get the feeling that if you have this staff. You will look so cool. Oh. That's suspicious. You will Fran. look so cool. <laughs> yeah. Will you Fran? be cool? <laughs> yeah. Fran? Huh. Does, does Fran, what kind of look does Fran have on her face? Does it look like she wants it? She's very confused and perplexed. <laughs> does it look like she's interested in buying it? Um, no, she puts it back. She already looks cool. She's wearing cool ass shit. Uh. <laughs> Corbin. Corbin's conflicted. Corbin, he doesn't trust Fran. I I will whisper what I found out to you. Okay, Corbin. Corbin. Corbin wants the stick. You want the stick? <laughs> yeah. Corbin wants the stick. Okay. All right. It's, it's not that three hundred and fifty silver. It's actually pretty cheap for for Dawson. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. That's why. Yeah. You know why this stick is so cheap? After you've you've given him his money, do you, do you try and yeah. haggle with him even anymore, or do you just? Gonna... I don't give a shit. <laughs> you don't. You don't want to be controlled. No. I get that. Yeah. yeah. So this is a staff of adornment. Uh, if you place an object weighing more than one or weighing no more than one pound, such as a shard of crystal, an egg or a stone above the tip of the staff while holding it, the object floats a 
inch from the staff's tip and remains there until it is removed or until the staff is no longer in your possession. The staff can have up to three objects floating over its tip at any given time. Wait, wait, wait. While you are holding the staff, you can make one or more of these objects slowly spin or turn in place. Yes. Wait, okay, what, wait, what are the kinds of objects though? Uh, Small objects weighing no more than one pound. Such this as, is a worthwhile purchase. This is a this is a very worthwhile purchase. <laughs> like literally, Hannah's I can't making think of... a Hannah's making a no. It's not. When, when would you ever use this for anything? Every, every day, day. <laughs> for everything, all the time. <laughs> everything that weighs less than one pound. Oh my god, it's going on the Three stick. Of them. Right. I literally pull out like what do I fuck? What do I have? Like on an you? apple or an egg? <laughs> I have. I dice. pull out. <laughs> give me the dice. I pull out the dice. I want one dice, okay. and then I pull out um, an egg that's just been in my pocket, <laughs> and, and like a smaller stick. Were you trying to hatch that egg? Because doesn't Corbin not eat eggs? Yeah, I was. I found it abandoned. Really? Oh my God. Uh, hey, uh, Fran? Yeah? Will you make a perception check for me? Oh, sure. 12. Okay. Um, someone runs into you, and uh, you, you stumble a little bit, but it's fine. Ow! <laughs> Did I just get robbed? <laughs> uh, I mean, you you check yourself over, and yeah, the bag of holding's gone. Fucking goddammit. All right. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, so I'm going to say, what the fuck? And I go uh, run for it. You run You run after it, but there is, you have no idea where this person went. They are, they are out of sight. You don't see anybody in the crowd. It's a crowded market but mm-hmm. no nobody running away or looking too suspicious mm-hmm. what just happened oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck friend 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 what did they look like uh, i don't know i don't know they just somebody they took my stuff and I'll, oh god damn it mary says you uh, mean the bag that has literally all our stuff in it all of our shit i mean not all of our stuff i saw my spell book Corbin turns into a bird and tries to get a bird's eye bird's view. view. <laughs> Alright. By the way, Dawson oh. says, if you ever need more deals, come on back when you have your money back. You're a bastard. Corbin poops on his table. Alright, uh, Corbin, you are above, up above the scene. Will you please make a perception check? Yes. I got 13. You got 13. Uh, that is not going to be it's enough not, in this yeah. the darkness and the, the crowd. It's just everybody everywhere. Everybody looks suspicious from this angle. I okay, wait, new tactic, new tactic. I new mean, tactic. I have the Oh wait, no, I don't have it. So it's in the I ground. I go back down to the ground um and I want to turn into um uh, a mastiff dog. Oh, yes. And I'm going to sniff for just the nasty funk of uh the fart cloud which I'm sure is still kind of ruminating around on the bag just for yeah, being around so Fran. That's very good, yeah. Yeah, track Fran's scent. So you yeah. you find Fran first. Uh, mm-hmm. And then why don't you make a, I guess it'd still be perception. Yeah. yeah. Make another so. perception check. Try yeah, again. Okay. Do it but with I mean, advantage. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. 17. All right. You find the thief's scent. Well, you found Fran's scent. And you assume the thief <laughs> yeah. is with the bag. Uh, you follow it through the crowd and you begin to catch up to a medium-sized humanoid figure wearing a cloak with a big hood. And uh, they have the bag, and they're running through the market. Oh, and I'm, I'm ch- following I- Corbin, by the way. Yeah, I chase. Yeah, I-, I give chase. Mary is following Fran. Like I assume you're following Mary. Yes. Okay. 
you're all chasing. So we're gonna do some chase stuff. Here on. we go. So uh, a chase participant can freely use the dash action a number of times equal to three plus its constitution modifier. The turns are gonna go in the order that you guys are chasing. And uh, the uh, the thief is first and they are gonna dash now that they see that they have a, a big old dog and a trail of weirdos on their tail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got a natty twunt. What the fuck? They put on a burst of speed. And uh, then it is Corbin's turn. How how much did you say your uh, your speed is as a dog? Uh, as a mastiff, it's forty. Okay, so the thief is about like was able to move sixty feet, so it is like a hundred feet away from you at first. So. Okay, um, I am gonna also dash then. And next it is what did I say, Fran? Yeah, Fran's turn. I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna they're they're a hundred feet in front of me. Yeah. So. What should I do? An illusion of that one scared and scared. Just do like an illusion of a brick wall. <laughs> yeah, well, if it appears out of nowhere, though, that's going to be like really that's suspicious. True. I have to like do something that can appear out of nowhere. A yeah. charging, a sandworm. Also yeah. coming out of the ground. Like a tremors guy. Yeah. Also, yes, yeah, graboid. Something, something it does say in here is if you are casting a spell, you ha- you cannot run and cast at the same time. So you'll lose ground if you stop and cast a spell. But the rest oh. of us can run. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Grab. We don't all need to catch them. Yeah. Okay. So is there is there like an open space ahead of them? Yes, at the moment. Yes. Okay. So I think I am gonna do what Hannah suggested. Just an image of like a big old nasty monster worm bursting out of the ground. Okay. And they can use their action to check if it's real or not, but that's their action. Oh, I see. I see. And I also see a lot of unintended consequences to this action. Oh yeah. God. Well, they're they, Fuck yes. like people will try to hunt it and then it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the instant just try to hunt it. Well, <laughs> they do. All right. The entire market around this erupts into chaos uh, as oh. everybody grabs like it's just like everybody grabs weapons from everywhere. It's like everyone had a, a weapon under their stall or like a weapon behind their chair or like weapons strapped to their thighs. Like everybody is suddenly armed and some people Ooh. you're like where'd that even come from? Love it. Doesn't matter. They're armed and they're all rushing towards this sandworm now. Love it. So um, the, the thief does like take a second to uh like reel back, but they are gonna make a dexterity save to see. Whoop! They did. They did. Done. Failed that. Oh. So they uh they get hung up on this. But uh the next person in the order is Mary. She's gonna dash. She's gonna dash to try and get in closer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's only gonna do one dash. Uh, now we're gonna move to Slake. Okay, I'll probably just use my my first free dash as well. Mm-hmm. Could use extra ones. Yeah, maybe I'll do my them. next dash. Yeah, try dashing again. So is it is it a check? Yes, it's a constitution. A constitution. Okay, constitution ten. Eleven. Eleven passes. Nice. That passes. So you do your second dash. You're actually like right on top of them now. Yeah. Um, make a grappling check. So that'd yes. be a strength. Nice. Check. Oh my god. Yeah, Get him. Oh god damn it! Wow, wow. eight. Eight? Oh, they only got 12. I thought they were going to lose, but they managed to evade your grasp and slip underneath you. It's like a classic, you know, football. (laughs) Classic football. A classic Classic football. Just a classic Classic, football. It's a classic football. Not football. 
slip the tackle. <laughs> Just like those classic football boys do. <laughs> so Nailed right. that classic football. Now they slip under and they slip into the chaos that uh, Fran's illusion has created. And uh, now we are back up to the top of the order. The thief throws down caltrops as they slip Slake's grasp and uh, that therefore they have any creature that enters the area. So anybody who's trying to chase now has to make a DC 15 dexterity saving throw. Corbin, it's your turn. Okay. Could I swerve around the crowd and try to catch the thief without having to go through those fucking caltraps? You could, but it's going to take you more distance. Yeah. So you would probably have to dash twice, I would say. To okay. get around, like, I mean, basically what you'd be doing- To is not lose- You'd be surrounding like, them, because yeah. they're they're in the middle of this crowd, if you want to get to the other side of that. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. That's what I'm going to try to do. Then. Okay. Uh, All right. Then make your so, dash. You're, you get one free dash, and one then- One free dash. You can dash again. Please, God. Oh, I definitely got past 10, because that was a base 13 roll. Yes. Nice. Fuck Well yes. done. So you are da- around to the other side. You see now, as uh, you're getting close to this thief- you see that there's a not a human face underneath that hood. I assumed it was an orc since I mean, we're yeah, in an I orc suppose. town. It's not yeah. an orc either. I bet it's a Dawson puppet. <laughs> <laughs> I truly no, hate. No, it's a creature that has a beak. <gasps> oh. Oh, fuck. And it uh, it sees you and it gives a big squawk. What the fuck? <laughs> and... Uh, Looks looks around panicked. Then uh, it runs, changes course. It changes course and runs towards the forest that, that borders the edge of this uh, encampment. How close am I, Kat? You are, you're close enough that uh, you can make one more dash action to, to try and bring it down. I'm not within five feet, though. I'll say you're within ten feet. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try to dash one more time. Okay. Uh, well, I failed it. So it slips into the woods. But you are able, Corbin, you see exactly where it goes. So okay, you're able so to point still... out to your friends. I leave just... a little, I leave like a little pee-pee trail for you guys to follow. Gross. What? <laughs> are you a bird or a human right now? <laughs> dog. I'm a dog. Oh, yeah. Still, still fucked bad. up. I don't well... follow the pee-pee trail and I don't realize you're doing that. Because <laughs> otherwise I would try to kill you. I follow the PB trail. <laughs> I just follow the dog that I can see with my eyes. <laughs> I, and Lord. All right. So the uh, the thief is running and then it just seems like drop off and a sudden drop catches you by surprise. Everybody make uh, dexterity saving throw. A natural 20. Okay. Jesus. 19. Okay. I, I got 13. So I'm a dog. All right. Yeah. You guys all make it. Mary does not. Oh, Mary. Uh, Mary takes... She takes nine damage. What? Mary! She she bumps her head on her way down. Yowchie. Oh, Mary. She's got little tears in her eyes, but she she gives her thumbs up. Uh, And the thief is running ahead of you now. They they look back and they give sort of like a, you see them put a a hand, which looks very like big feathers, and puts a hand up towards their beak and makes like a neener neener. Corbin tries to squawk at them as a dog. Yeah, it's like a... (laughs) <laughs> oh my God. That's a very Scooby noise. Thank you. Oh, I, I have climbing gear. Could I throw like a rope with a hook and try to Ooh, lasso them? Like a little grapply boy? You could sure try it. Don't <laughs> um, hit me. It's I, athletics. Let's, yeah. yeah, okay. We'll do athletics. Okay, athletics. 15. 15? 
that, that'll do it. So you, your, your grappling hook hits its leg and it gives a big squawk as it roll, falls down and rolls on the ground and gets all tripped up in your rope. Good. As soon as it falls down, can Corbin take an action to like bite the bag away from it? So Corbin, you bite the bag away from, yeah, yeah. and they like they're holding on to the bag, <laughs> but uh, you you manage not to let go, and uh, it squawks a bunch and, and sort of tries to get up to to its feet, but can't. I uh, yeah. I want to go sit on it. Yeah, just like put your knee in its back. I, oh, that seems so mean, but okay. I go I go stand in front of its face and I point at it and I say, "Hey, what are you doing? That's my stuff." Yeah. <laughs> You had good stuff. That's right. We need that stuff. How do you even know you need that stuff? Of course we need that stuff. We're in a... And it's trying to, like, it's really squirming as it's saying this. It's like, we're in a battle. We need the stuff. Oh, what kind of side of a battle are you on? (laughs) We want our wings back. We want to fly again. Uh, Who are you battling against? Whoever the father of all the birds says we need to fight. Oh fuck! Which is which is who? Uh, Hoogan, Hoogan, our father. Right, but mm. who does Hoogan want you to, you know, dunk on? We fight the boars. We fight the elves. We fight whoever he says to fight. If we win, if we win, he'll let us fly again. Hoogan took your ability to fly. Hoogan didn't take our ability to fly. We don't know who took our ability to fly. We haven't been able to fly for so long generations many hatchlings none of us can fly but hoogan said he'd fix that for you if we win if we help him win and if we had all of your cool stuff then we could win (laughs) hoogan sent you after us specifically to take our cool stuff no no you just take random people's cool stuff we were taking the arc's cool stuff but then we saw you with that merchant that merchant who had all the coolest stuff Okay, wait, listen to me, 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 listen to me. You need to take his cool stuff. (laughs) He has the coolest stuff I've ever seen. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) If you let me go, I'll I'll take his stuff. I don't know if that's true and I'm not going to do it, but keep this in mind in case you get free by accident. He has the best stuff. He does have some pretty good stuff. Corbin barks. (laughs) Jesus. Out of character. Yeah. I forget. Isn't Hugen working with Torva? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hugen's working with Torva, and, and yeah. so they're not uh, predisposed to like us very much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hugen blames Kai for, like, taking his sister and then killing his sister because oh, that. she, you know, took Moonin's power and then tied Moonin to mortality and then Moonin died. And, right. You know, it was like a whole thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a whole thing. It's just like a whole thing. <laughs> exactly like that yeah cool 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 well you can't take our stuff that was very bad <laughs> ah, aka won't take your things then just let me go i am but a poor frail bird um you are like so fast and you're not frail at all you're clearly very strong and a- agile as hell uh the kenku <laughs> aka she rolls around in like her ropes like oh so frail so frail <laughs> <laughs> aka what do you like Aka likes to be up high. Aka likes to feel the wind in her feathers. Aka likes shiny things. Aka likes powerful things. Things um, that are in that bag. And uh, Aka makes another swipe at the bag. 
Uh, now! Oh, no, Corbin <laughs> Corbin pulls away. He jumps away like a little dog who has been trained its whole life to play tug of war and keep away. Yeah. Um, Aka, it sounds like Hugen's offering you kind of a raw deal. Has Hugen even given you anything? You don't know. You don't get it. Hugen has given us everything. Hugen has given us a purpose again. We were all drifting, wandering, lost thieves. And now, now we band together. Now we steal from orcs and eat, steal from elves and make stockpiles of shiny, cool things. What if you came with us and told us a little bit more about who you're working with and we gave you some shiny things? There is a really loud sound overhead. There's a huge, deafening screech. And Akka, she goes, Don't like this. And uh, you feel a great wind gathering behind you. Then it builds to a deafening roar. It seems as though the whole forest is going to collapse around you and you look back in time to see a monstrous bird, larger than the trees, larger than any buildings, descending from above. Please make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, what the fuck? I got an 11. I got 15. I got amazingly 17. All right. Fran and Mary, you both both failed and you guys take six damage. And uh, as your senses, you regain your senses. While Corbin and Slake are able to dive out of the way, Fran and Mary, you are raked with the tips of giant claws. God. And when you you get back up and you look up, you see Akka is gone. And she is clinging to one of these giant claws of this (sighs) monstrous bird. The shape of it black against the gray light of a coming dawn, growing smaller. That was Hugin, the hawk, with massive onyx wings that are striped and mottled with white and gray. You all see, flying alongside Hugin, there is a small white bird that is tied to his talons by a golden chain. Ava? stylish boots and he holds up these like they're, they're made of sort of like uh you know those dogs that look like mops yes it looks yes. like those dogs that look like mops but made into boots oh. that's the common door common door thank you caitlin the plural is common doris oh my god <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> Out of the Box Encounters is Nerdarchy's first Kickstarter, and it's already funded and smashing through the stretch goals. The Book of Encounters is designed to make running 5th edition effortless. Each encounter in the book is full of content and can be used to fill in the gaps between adventures, hook your characters into a new story, or have entire campaigns built around them. 
Packed with wilderness and dungeon encounters, the book has all areas of play covered, from sword and spell slinging to puzzles and social interaction. The Nerdarchy team is collaborating with amazing people to make this book a reality, including Matt Mercer and DSPN's own Lisa Penrose and James Intracasso. Check out the awesomeness for yourself at nerdarchy.com. Thank you.